Tech Fighter Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 579 for the 11th of February, 2018. This week, as an image organizer, Thumbs Plus has a long history, and it's an excellent choice for those who need to make identical modifications to multiple images. In short circuits, nearly every motorist uses global positioning system devices to get where they're going these days. Now, similar technology is being used within large and complex buildings. In the early days of Windows, themes were an extra cost add-on. They've been a part of the basic Windows setup for a long time now, and if there's something you don't like about the interface, you can change it. In spare parts only on the website, blockchain, the technology that makes Bitcoin possible, is being expanded to other payment systems, and some of the world's largest banks and payment processors are investigating how to incorporate it. What's the largest security threat to most businesses? The answer may surprise you because if you're an employee, it's you. Sirius Software's Thumbs Plus application has been around since 1992. It's more of an image management system than an image editor, but some of its key features make it exactly the right application for some tasks. 26 years ago, the program was called Thumbs Up, and applications such as Adobe Lightroom didn't even exist. It was revolutionary at the time because it displayed small thumbnail images and made it possible for users to browse, view, edit, and crop picture files. Since then, digital photography has almost entirely replaced film photography, and numerous image editing and organization applications have been developed. A recently released service pack for Thumbs Plus version 10 includes an option to increase the existing Thumbs Plus database from a maximum of 400,000 thumbnails to approximately 5 million thumbnails. Simultaneously, users can increase the size of thumbnail images from the long-time default 160 pixels to a size that's easier to see on modern monitors. It's possible to store the database on drives other than the computer's C drive, too, and that can be important if the computer has a relatively small solid-state drive for the operating system and uses lower-cost mechanical drives for data. Thumbs Plus customization is surprisingly robust with a total of 13 tabs that control everything from the display of confirmation messages and warnings to which directory and database the application uses at startup, which file types the program will open by default, and what happens when you select a thumbnail image, and a lot more. Nearly every photo editing application has a method by which one or more images can be modified, and this really is where Thumbs Plus is outstanding. These processes are called sets in Thumbs Plus, and both the creation of sets and their operation is faster and easier than in most any other competing application. Creating a set is easy. You can start with the menu and select Image Batch Process, or just press F12, You'll then see a drop-down list of any sets you've already created. To create a new set, 
Well, no mystery there. Click the New button, and then add a name for the action and a description that explains what it'll do. The next screen determines whether the set will apply to one or more files that you've selected, all files in the current folder, all files in the current tree, or files with names that fit a specific template. Then it's time to add one or more actions to modify the image. These come in five categories. File information, such as resolution, comments, and date. Then the image section, where you adjust colors, color depth, color balance, color profile, replace colors, swap red and blue, equalize histogram, and a lot more. Third is transform, where you resize, rotate, flip horizontally or vertically, auto-crop, and crop with borders. That's the one I use the most often. Fourth is process. This is where you select color balance, fluorescent lighting, improve video capture, general enhancement, contrast enhancement, and on and on. And finally, meta file. Convert to bitmap, extract a bitmap, and remove background. The final step in defining the set involves determining what kind of file will be output. The most common are JPEG, PNG, and GIF. You'll also specify the extension for the file. That's handy because JPEG files, for example, can have either JPEG or JPG file extensions. You also specify whether you want a prefix or a suffix on the main part of the file name, whether you want to overwrite files with the same name, whether you want to copy keywords from the original file, where to save the new files, and if you're creating a new set, what its name should be. Having added all of the necessary steps, you can then run the set or just save it without running it. Whenever you need to repeat the defined process, select the files to process or the directory or tree that you want to process or specify a file name template and run the set. Many other applications have similar functionality, as I said, but Thomas Plus is one of the easiest to use when defining new processes and running sets is uncommonly fast. These sets can be used to automate simple or complex processes. A simple, for example, convert one or more files from one format to another. Or complex, for example, convert several files of varying types to another format, limiting the dimensions to 1,000 pixels wide without enlarging the images that are smaller and maintaining the aspect ratio for height, sharpening the image, adding a suffix to the file name, and storing the resulting files in a different folder. And there's one other option that you might not expect. One batch set can be called from within another batch set. Why? Well, it'd save time if you needed to create two copies of a file, different sizes or different file types, for example, from a single source image. Thumbs Plus 10 is an effective photo organizer, but it does have limited ability to share images automatically on social media. It's easy enough to use a set to create an image that's properly sized and formatted for Facebook or some other online service, and then have the modified image stored in a specific directory. But some other photo applications make sharing a lot more automatic. Although primarily a photo organizer, Thumbs Plus does have a selection of standard photo editing tools, Unlike most competing applications, modifications to camera RAW files do not create sidecar files. That's a significant shortcoming. After modifying a RAW file, you'll need to save it as a JPEG, which would be small or lossy, or as a TIFF file, which would be large, but not lossy. There's an option to save as a RAW file, too, but I've never been able to get that to work.
Ideally, a future version of the software would offer to save raw images in Adobe's open-source digital negative or DNG format that can be read by nearly any image editing application. Information about your images is stored in a relational database, and this adds flexibility and power to the process of searching for images. When searching, the user can specify keywords, full or partial file names, metadata values, and more. Additionally, an advanced tab allows the use of SQL statements. Now, that does require a little bit of advanced database knowledge, but learning the basics of SQL isn't particularly difficult. Thumbs Plus is available in four versions, Standard, Pro, Network, and Home Network. Trial versions work for 30 days before requiring a license code. The network versions allow multiple users to share a database that includes thumbnails, annotations, keywords, user fields, queries, and galleries. The home network version limits the number of users to five, but both network versions work with the included Microsoft Access and SQLite 3 databases that are included, or with MySQL, SQL Server, PostgreSQL, and MariaDB. The home network version sells for $179, updates are $60. The full network version is $125 per user with a minimum of three users and updates are $50 per user. The pro version sells for $120 with updates being $50. It adds support for all of the databases but just for a single user. It also has support for Sirius and Photoshop plugins, 16 and 48-bit support for JPEG and TIFF images, support for a limited number of raw file formats, and some scientific file formats. The standard version, $60 with updates being $30, is a basic file organizer. Unlike Adobe, AlienSkin, On1, ACD, and others, Thumbs Plus developer Sirius Software is a tiny company with just a few employees. And that means the development process is slow, but it also means that one or two people have a complete, clear view of the application, top to bottom, front to back. It also means that some things are missed. For example, the most recent news release on the company's website is from July 2005 almost 13 years ago. So the bottom line for Thumbs Plus version 10 is four cats. Customization and automation are worthwhile features. Some parts of the application do seem dated though. Thumbs Plus is a highly customizable application that really hasn't kept up with similar applications, but it still excels in certain areas. Programmed image manipulation is a particular strength. The minimal documentation that exists is outdated though and that hampers usability. If you'd like additional details, you'll find them on the Sirius Software website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website, www.techbiter.com. short circuits, GPS used to be a luxury that required an expensive add-on from the manufacturer of your automobile or a single-purpose and expensive GPS device. 
Now, every smartphone has GPS, and you can choose which service to use, even select a voice from generic male and female voices in various languages, and even specialty voices such as Mr. T from the old A-Team TV show. Or at least you could. Mr. T has now been discontinued, just like the A-Team TV show. This technology, though, is being expanded to include buildings and campuses. Google has mapped the interiors of some large buildings and campuses, but one of the larger integrated projects is in Minneapolis, where a nine-mile-long skyway system that spans 80 city blocks has been mapped using what Honeywell calls GPS-like technology to help users navigate the system. There's a video on the TechFinder Worldwide website that's essentially a commercial for Honeywell, it was provided by the company's public relations department, but it clearly illustrates how the system works. Whether it's Honeywell or some other company, it's likely that we'll see more systems like these in large, complex buildings. The Minneapolis Skyway system is unique because of its size. Enclosed pedestrian walkways span 80 city blocks above street level so that users can walk to more than 30 buildings in downtown Minneapolis. In addition to the indoor navigation feature, the Vector Occupant app also includes location-based features to rate spaces so that users can alert the building's staff about problems. Honeywell has partnered with Insightio, a French company, to create the app. The French company provides the indoor navigation feature that offers accurate indoor location, mapping, routing, presence, proximity notifications, and analytics. The app offers turn-by-turn -turn voice assistance and location accuracy to approximately five feet. It also allows users to share their location with an associate so they can arrange a meeting. These new capabilities have been added to Honeywell's Vector Occupant app that allows the ability to communicate temperature problems to building management. The app works on both Android and iOS devices, so if you're heading off to Minneapolis anytime soon, you might want to check it out. like to individualize things. When we buy a new car, we select colors and options. When we buy a house or rent an apartment, we may choose paint colors and furnishings. Possibly you've changed the colors your computer uses or the background image. These are part of the system's theme. Themes aren't new, of course, but they weren't included in the early days of Windows. Instead, back then, users had to purchase plus packs that had themes. They've been a part of the base operating system for quite a while now, though, and changing the look of the operating system to make it yours might be a fun way to spend a weekend afternoon, at least if you're a geek, and I am, of course. Before making changes, it's a good idea to make a copy of the current theme just in case your Windows redesign turns out to be not exactly what you want. Start by choosing Personalization from the Windows Settings tab, then select the Themes tab, and there you'll see a Save Theme button. Now, you might think that the Save Theme button would allow you to save the current theme, but it won't. Or at least it didn't in my case. I suspect that is a bug. Try that first, and if it doesn't work, you can make a minor change to the existing theme, such as changing the background color and then changing it back to whatever it was, and then save the theme. 
perhaps you're wondering where Microsoft stores these saved themes. You'll find them in the local app data directory, and there's an explanation on the TechBiter Worldwide website how to get there. Once you've saved the theme, you can right-click the theme in the panel and choose Save Theme for Sharing so that you'll have an opportunity to save it in any location of your choice. When you save a theme for sharing, it includes any images you've specified for use by the desktop background. Now, in my case, that was more than 50 megabytes. The file will also have a Desk Theme Pack extension. Themes themselves are saved in the Themes directory and have a theme extension. And they are a lot smaller, only a few kilobytes, because they contain only links to images, not the images themselves. The only reason to create a theme for sharing would be to install it on another computer or to share it with someone. Once you have saved a theme, then make changes to the background, the sounds, the colors, the mouse cursor, the lock screen, start menu, taskbar, whatever you want. If you like the changes, save them to a new theme. If you don't like that new theme, just return to the Themes panel and click on the tile for the theme you saved to restore all of the settings. And there's nothing to restore in spare parts this week. You'll find it only on the website. This week, blockchain, the technology that makes Bitcoin possible, is being expanded to other payment systems, and some of the world's largest banks and payment processors are investigating how to incorporate it. What is the largest security threat to most businesses? The answer might surprise you. If you're an employee, it's you. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.